The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You might remember on the show yesterday we were talking about quite a bit, I was going to say a little bit, quite a bit about those census results in Northern Ireland. I found that there are now more people who identify as Catholic or haven't been raised Catholic than the Protestant equivalent. The first time this has happened in the 101 year history of the North, I suppose, arguably more interestingly, the gap between those who identify exclusively as Irish and those who identify exclusively as British. That has narrowed to the point that it almost does not exist. Andrew Clark is with me now to discuss. Andrew is the founder of the Tanistry Instagram account and Andrew grew up in a unionist background. Andrew, you're very welcome to the show. I, I didn't describe you as a unionist, more of a unionist background for a very specific reason. You wouldn't describe yourself that way anymore. Is that fair? Hello, I'm happy to be here and that's very true. I uh, definitely come from that unionist background, but I haven't identified personally as a unionist for a very long time. And tell me a little bit about that journey, that process. How did it happen? I think uh, for myself and for a lot of people, I think growing up in Northern Ireland, there's typically the community you come from and you then get exposed, I think, to the reality and the toxicity of politics at some stage in your life. And I think that's when you find your real footing in either direction. For me, I was there was a silliness in 2012, a debate over a flag that just completely disillusioned me to what my identity was supposed to be, that everyone got so up in arms and angry over whether or not someone flew a flag in a building. And from then, as it just drifted further and further away, I just found I had to ignore more and more to try and go back. And I haven't really looked back since, if I'm being honest. I mean, I guess we're all products of our environment to one degree or another. So it's it's no surprise that, that you were as well. I mean, were there aspects of that environment growing up that when you did kind of move away from it in the wake of those flag debates, that surprised you? I think absolutely. In the North, it's a very common trend that you establish a relationship with politics and history and then have to re-establish it later on. And as I started to relearn the politics and history of the place I lived um, without the lens of where I grew up, there's a lot of uncomfortable truths. There's a lot of discomfort in general. And coming to terms with that, it expands your horizons. You meet new people and you become a fuller person. I like to believe when you don't limit yourself by the, uh, the dogma of whatever bubble you're born into. Uh, I think the further you spread, the the more broad your beliefs become. And are you are, are an outlier still in terms of somebody making that journey, or or do you feel kind of more and more people, maybe on both sides of the divide, if we'll describe it that way, are coming to this realization? I think there's certainly a lot more dissent than people um, give the North credit for. I think in terms of I suppose the two big sides that make the headlines, that being unionism and nationalism, I would personally say it's more of a one-way street. I think it's much easier to become disillusioned with unionism than it is for an outsider to get on board with it. I think that's just a product of the direction unionism is taking now and has took for a while now. But broadly, no matter the issue, there is a great deal more dissent, difference and conversation in the North than people give us credit for. And do you feel then, from your point of view now, that a united Ireland is more likely? Is it inevitable? 
I don't like to take, use the word inevitable because it kind of implies that we can kick back and wait for it to happen. I prefer a more proactive approach. For me, I think a united Ireland is step one. You can't really address any of the underlying issues in Ireland, in any part of Ireland, North or South, while partition exists. That would be my opinion toward it. And I feel that uniting Ireland, it's in the name. It's putting to bed issues that from the past that still penetrate the politics of today. It's having conversations and it's solving problems and making a society for everyone and not allowing division to be manufactured for anyone's benefit. So I think a United Ireland, not necessarily inevitable, I think highly likely, but it's something that needs to be worked for. So, I mean, you're you're not someone then uh, who would subscribe to the idea that like this is coming and we, we, we need to make the best of a bad lot. I mean, is, is United Ireland preferable to you, I think, when compared to the current status quo? Without question. I think the status quo has been here for 100 years and I don't think it's worked. We can see it hasn't worked in the North. It feels like we are without governance more than we have it. And it's, it's clear to me that this situation doesn't work. And for me, the solution begins with ending partition, with a united Ireland, with a new and shared Ireland, for others, it might mean something else. It might mean a change in a different direction, but that is for them to argue and say, for me and for a mountain of people that is growing every day, the solution is a united Ireland. And what to you does that united Ireland look like in your imagination? Because, you know, there are to some, but it's just the 26 counties, but bigger. It is, you know, annexation. I think the 26 counties, but bigger is an extremely limited way to look at it. I have no real interest in that as a concept. If I had a magic wand that could create my my United Ireland, the one I'd like to see and the one that I am working for, it's an island of, it's a shared island. It's where progressive causes are found and given voices. It's where people can live in equality. People can live peacefully. People can live happily together. It's one where... We haven't forgot the past, but the past no longer lives and festers in the future in the politics of today. It's somewhere where division isn't manufactured. It's somewhere where we can just live. We can just have a nice life as part of Ireland as one body because we are really one people. And it makes little sense to me to be divided. And the United Ireland for me is about unity more than anything else. But how does that vision of Ireland accommodate some people from your background who maybe haven't made the journey you have, they would be very much of the view that, you know, the union with Britain is is an integral part of their identity. I mean, if that union is to be broken and they find themselves in a united Ireland, how do you accommodate them? Well, my answer to that is usually quite simple. It's less so much about accommodation and more about the fact that I, as an Irish person who doesn't identify as British whatsoever, I have a life here in Northern Ireland where every day something that is supposedly contradictory to my entire identity and being is normalized through institutions and through half of the population there's british people who live in the republic of ireland today and they live happy and full lives and likewise there's plenty of irish people who live in britain and elsewhere who live full and happy lives i don't think identity needs to necessarily be tied to the constitutional situation where you live i support a united ireland because of what i think a united ireland can bring and what the current situation takes from us, not because I think my identity as an Irish person will be strengthened or weakened by any change. What I think for sorry, sorry, I was just going to ask. I mean, what 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 do you think you could or should be able to do in a United Ireland you can't do now? I think for people who like myself 
a lot of people in the north, it's less about what you can and can't do. I think the United Kingdom, without going down the rabbit hole of the problems that I have with how the British rule operates here or how the Republic of Ireland operates, I think the idea that it's so much about finding something new we can do, it's about step one toward ending the inequality that exists as a result of partition north and south. It's about enabling steps on an all-island basis. It's about bringing an end to the idea that there are parts of Ireland that are neglected because everything's centred in, say, Dublin or centred here or there. It's about an island in Europe, a unique opportunity to build something new because this hasn't worked. And there are countless problems north and south that I personally don't see any real effort to address because every everything comes down to in the end of where are you on the island and who are you? And mm. I think parts of the island are neglected and always have been neglected as a result of partition. And you can see, if you glance at history and glance at statistics and glance at maps, you just see where some places become forgotten. I think partition is one of the biggest enablers of inequality as a result. Andrew, listen, it's been really interesting chatting to you. Andrew Clark will be appearing at Ireland's Future. It is taking place at the Three Arena next Saturday, the 1st of October. And if you have a quick Google of it, Ireland's Future, you will find all of the details and you'll be able to get tickets. They're very reasonably priced as well. Andrew, like I said, thanks a million for chatting to us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.